One theology, I call it wait, hope, and beg. You know, we, we're just taught, we'll just wait on God and in his timing, it'll come and all this sort of thing. And so we hope and like we go out to the Holy Ghost mailbox every day and we're like, well, did he do it today? Did he bless me today? Is today my day, you know, for my breakthrough? Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positively Joy, a podcast on searching for the light in all seasons of life around us. We look for God in the everyday and choose joy even in the hard times. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and I'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family and join our Positively Joy community on Facebook. Visit PositivelyJoy.com for previous episodes and to check out our cool merch and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go for podcasts. We drop episodes Monday and Thursday. Be sure to stay tuned and listen to this episode with Matt Tomey, He's a visual artist, he's a Christian, and he works with other Christian artists. And he's got a two-week program starting today called Artists Rise Up. I wanted to tell you about that today and make sure you heard from him today. He's, he's sharing a lot of wisdom with us today, today on the show. And he gives you more information about the program, which is free. You can go to artistriseup.com to get more information. He also has a Facebook group that you will have to join to be a part of it. But he is a mentor. And if you ever have a question or if you ever wonder why am I doing what I'm doing, he has some answers that I think might help you. So without further ado, here's Matt Tomey. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I'm so excited to talk to you uh, about all things creative and to get to introduce you to my audience and let them know what you're all about. So thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. I'm glad to be here. So, All right. So, Matt, you are an artist, an author and a mentor to Christian artists around the world. You have a passion to help artists thrive artistically, spiritually and in the marketplace from a kingdom perspective. And I think that's really interesting because you believe that anyone can thrive in your God-given calling if they understand how the kingdom of God works. And I think that's really interesting and would love to hear more about what you mean by that. Well, what I mean is I spent most of my life not knowing how it worked. And so (laughs) I was... (laughs) As we say, I was broke, busted, and disgusted. I was I was really frustrated trying to figure out why I was saved, why I loved God, and why I couldn't seem to to see what Jesus called the abundant life actually showing up in my life. So mm. there's this big, big disconnect between what I saw in God's word of the promise of abundance and provision and, uh, you know, calling and all this sort of thing and walking in, in a divine, you know, flow in your life and signs and wonders following those that believe Jesus said, you'll do greater works than these, all of that. I saw that. And yet I was not seeing it show up in my life. And really up at all through my twenties into my thirties, uh, I was frustrated like that. I was, you know, 
got married right out of college, was in ministry, leading worship, doing everything I could, you know, to follow the Lord. And yet was dealing with a lot of baggage from my, my past and, and that sort of thing. Sexual abuse as a kid, just performance orientation, just lots of different, you know, junk like we all have, mm. but really trying to press into the Lord, you know, as much as I could. And I just got to a place where I was like, God, I can't do this by myself. And I was really, really good at striving which um, which most of us are in that kind of situation, you know, we're just like, well, if if God's not going to do it, I'll just do it myself. And then I ask him to bless my mess, you know, <laughs> and, and why, do, was, why do we do that? Right. Why do we do that? <laughs> I know. Well, in, in actuality, I found it's kind of interesting. I found there's kind of two sides of the equation. Right. One on one side, there's like this one theology, I call it wait, hope, and beg. You know, we we're just taught, we'll just wait on God and in his timing, it'll come and all this sort of thing. And so we hope and like, we go out to the Holy Ghost mailbox every day and we're like, well, did he do it today? Did he bless me today? Is today my day, you know, for my breakthrough? And then we're just like, God, you know, I need you. I need help. And then if that doesn't work, then we get into strive, you know, and work and sweat and make it happen ourselves. And I, that's where I was totally. And, um, by 2009, that had really gotten to a boiling point in my life. Um, I'd gone through a lot of healing in my own journey, Was uh, had opened a business, closed a business, the economy was tanking. I mean, you remember how that was back, back oh, then. Yeah. It, was a, it was a crazy time. And I was in the parking lot of a business in Atlanta where we were living. And I was crying out to the Lord. I said, God, you got to, you got to show up. I mean, what, what do I do? And because uh, I just lost my job, had a kid at home. Tanya's at home. My wife, she's working. We got no, no money. Things are like going out the door. It's like, it was crazy. And he said to me, just as clear as the bell, he said, Matt, I want you to go home and I want you to lay on the floor and worship me. And your provision is going to come like popcorn. Wow. I said, I said, what? Now, I mean, I do. I was like, what does that even mean? First of all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> you know, but I, I was to the point in my life. I was like, you know, I don't know everything, but I know that when I hear God's voice, I'm just going to do what he says. And I went into this season really about six or eight weeks of just laying on the floor at home, listening to his voice, worshiping. And God began to reset my heart and my mind to the truth of how his kingdom works. And from that point on in my life, up until talking to you today, you know, 10, 11 years later, um, there has been such a marked change and difference in my life. Um, it, it's been unreal. I call it double doors of favor. It's like, you know, everything that it's like God got in a good mood all of a sudden and decided, <laughs> and, and, and that's not what happened. He's always in a good mood. He's, you know, he's always looking to bless us and looking to open doors for us, but I just didn't know how to access it in my own life. And so the last, these last 10 or 11 years have been a process of me learning that and not only me learning it, but also sharing that with others, specifically artists, and uh, seeing that same kind of transformation happen in, in their life as well. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I can see a lot of people out there who could relate, but your story is a little different because you are an artist, because you yeah. are you are in a field that's a little bit different, perhaps than the nine to five. And maybe I'm wrong, but the nine to five industry um, right. businesses, working in an office, things like that. So, not only do you have to run your business. And, and sell what you create, um, but you also have to be moved. You have to, you know, have a spiritual muse of, 
a sort, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And so that's, that's, you know, so let's talk about, let's talk about what you're basically what you're doing now. And then I want to get into the mentoring, but let's talk about exactly what life looks like for you now. What are you doing now? And well, how has that changed? Yeah. So when that happened, that change happened in 2009. Um, I had been, it, it was really crazy, literally like popcorn the next day, provisions started coming into my life. People started calling me, jobs started coming. It was the wildest thing that I've ever been through. And it's not stopped. It's, that's just continued to how he's brought provision in our life. But I was, I was doing a number of things back then. I was making, uh, I'm a basket maker, actually. You're like, a basket mm-hmm. maker? Am I supposed to have a basket maker on the podcast? Yes. It's a, I was making, I was doing baskets out of kudzu vines, which is a, an invasive vine we have here in the South. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So I was making those for fun. I was leading worship. I was, um, you know, doing some marketing consulting on this. I was kind of just doing a lot of different things to make ends meet. The Lord was opening up a lot of doors. Over the next couple of years, um, I had this incredible prophetic vision the Lord gave me. He said, I've called you as a father to artists to go to the nations, raise up this army of artists to reveal my glory in the earth. And he said, I'm going to use your baskets to do it. I'm like, what? I'm like, that is, that makes no sense. And um, again, I just, I just keep saying yes. See, even if it doesn't make sense, just keep saying, just say yes, Lord. I'm just going to keep doing this. Well, what happened was... um, about three weeks after I had the whole thing of God raising up an army of artists and all that, I had a lady give me an art gallery, like hand me the keys to a building. Never met her before. I'd met her once before, actually two weeks prior. Crazy story. Um, we started, we started an art gallery in Northwest Metro Atlanta, started selling art, started mentoring artists, all that sort of thing. In the middle of that, um, I had a friend of mine call and say, we believe God's calling you to be our worship pastor in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm like, what? Long story short, within three months, we moved after 13 years of being in Atlanta to Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that positioned me to be in really one of the major centers of the art world uh, in America. And within two years of that, I went from selling my baskets as a hobby to winning a a thing in Europe, a a big fiber festival over there, uh, being recognized by the Smithsonian as an American artist under 40, having my work go from $25 to thousands of dollars being commissioned for luxury homes all over the place. The Lord began to show me how to grow not only my spiritual life in alignment with him, but also how to walk in the marketplace because he had told me my, my calling was ministry and marketplace, both full time. And so for the last 10 years, um, I've been doing that. I've been making baskets. I've had an art gallery in Asheville. That's been a, a six figure. Some there's multiple six figure art business has been very successful I've featured in magazine, TV, all that kind of stuff. And, and the interesting thing was at the same time, we we're also doing conferences around the world for artists, teaching them about this connection between their spiritual life, their art life and their business life, this kind of holistic approach. And, um, and then in 2000, so I'm, I'm doing that. That's kind of rolled along, writing books. I've, I've written five books over the last 10 years. And then in, I, I guess it was in 2016, I started the Created to Thrive Artist Mentoring Program, thinking, ha, 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 this is going to be the, the thing that would get me off of the road <laughs> from traveling <laughs> as much so that I could spend more time in the studio and I could do all this mentoring stuff online. And uh, that was a big joke because now we're over 1,500 members in that um, all over the world, artists of just about every creative medium, again, teaching them how to 
bring together their art life, business life, and spiritual life from a kingdom perspective. So that's kind of what my life is right now. I'm mostly working in the artist mentoring program, writing, inspiring, teaching, all that sort of thing. Um, I have a podcast, so doing that every week, you know, that sort of thing. And then also, um, I'm still in the studio making art and still uh, not as much as I was, but um, that's what life is right now. So it's all in the creative realm, but all uniquely me um, in God's call for my life in the kingdom. So, Wow. So that's trans- number one, that transformation is amazing. Yeah. And probably 10 years ago, if someone had told you that this was going to be happening, you'd say no you're, you're crazy. Yeah. No context um, for it. No context yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, but that's what. That's I mean, you what think happens. about ten years ago, there was not even Facebook Live, and that's, that's like right. my life is on Facebook Live now. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like the technology that we have now that we it wasn't even out back then, and um, but you just continued. I think for all of us, right? We just continue to say yes to the Lord, and He continues to open up those doors as we go along. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and you're talking to someone who says yes a lot, but maybe without <laughs> a lot of structure or planning. So let me talk about that for a second. So sure. and I, and I want to I want to be clear. You talk about creative people, and I want to make sure that everyone listening that means that means fine artists, but that means writers. That means really anyone yeah, that's doing anything creative. Sure. Musicians, yeah, okay. So, um, because I know we probably do have a lot of creatives listening, um, and who need mentoring and, and who need basically to understand that, yeah, you, you do need to say yes, but you probably need some strategy or you need to have a little planning along the way. Yeah. What does mentoring from a kingdom perspective look like? So what, what is that? That's, that's a good question. Um, first of all, I'll say, you know, Paul said this, he said, you, you have not many fathers, there are a lot of people out there that will give you the latest tip, the five, you know, steps to success, all this kind of oh, thing. Yeah. But there are not many people who will walk with you and who will show you their scars, who I call it walking with a limp, you know, who will say, this is where I wrestle with the Lord and where it, where it came out great and where it didn't come out great. Here's the, here's the potholes that I stepped in. And when I started uh, Created to Thrive, that was my commitment to the people who were following me at that point, I said, I, I want to have a platform where I can share everything that's going on in my life and in, in my journey from a kingdom perspective. So how am I growing in my spiritual life? How does that then uh, free me up? You know, cause when our hearts jacked up, our minds jacked up, stinking, thinking all this, you know, we can't do the thing that God's called us to do. And so how, how does that then inform my art how can I grow in whatever it is God's called me to do creatively? And then how can I take that and actually begin to do that in the marketplace, build a brand that people will follow, build a business that becomes the vehicle for the thing that God's called me to do uh, creatively, and then build a life in the midst of that, that doesn't, that where my life doesn't serve my business, but I'm actually building a business that serves my life. And um, that was the commitment that I started with, four years ago. And I think it's the thing that makes it the most unique artist mentoring program in the world. Really. There's no other from a Christian perspective or non-Christian perspective, anybody that brings art, business and spiritual life together like we do. And um, it's, it's amazing. I'll say this when, when people come into our program um, and this is my story as well. And and I, I teach them how to get their heart healed and I teach them how to get their mind renewed to the truth of God's word, not the truth of their circumstances or their woundedness or their, what mom and daddy said, or what they thought was not possible or whatever, you know, but when they can get their mind renewed, their heart healed, 
all of a sudden it's like those double doors of favor that happened for me start happening for them. And then we're just there to give them the practical tools and resources and support that they need to grow in their artistic endeavor, whatever that looks like to, and then to grow their business, to grow their brand. Um, Cause I always say every purpose needs a pathway. And, mm-hmm. you know, just cause you have a purpose from God doesn't mean that that is, you know, 100, you know, a lot of people, I think we think, you know, if, Oh, God's given me this vision for my life, like it's going to float down in finished format. And that's not how it happens. I have no, a friend not at all. He says that, you know, vision from God comes like it's a it's a diamond wrapped in a lump of coal, right? I mean, there's a lot of chipping and hammering and and polishing and that sort of thing. And that's what the mentoring program is, is it's it's helping people who have that that diamond in the rough, that vision from God, but really don't have a pathway or the experience or the know-how or the support to walk it out themselves. We provide the context to do that, but all from a Christian perspective, uh, realizing that God's at the center of the journey um, in, in all of this. And um, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful, uh, it's been the, it's been the most gratifying thing I've ever done in my life uh, professionally or uh, otherwise in ministry. It's, it's because I think we're seeing beyond anything I've ever, any other program I've ever seen, we're seeing marked measurable transformation on a daily basis in our members. And for me, as the, as the person who's leading that, that's why you do it. Cause you want to see people getting changed and, and turning into the person that God's called them to be. Mm. So you have had, a, I mean, number one, you're doing a lot. So, so the thriving Christian artist is your podcast, which is very good. Everybody should go listen to it. Yeah. Um, you have, you know, you have some upcoming mentoring opportunities. One, one starting in January. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, actually, anybody, any creative that's out there, um, and some want to be creatives too. We have people all the time, they're like, I'm not creative, but I just thought this would be great. Come on, we love you. Um, <laughs> we've got something called Artists Rise Up, which is a masterclass and art challenge that we do twice a year. Um, this one opens January the 18th, and it'll go through the end of the month. And that's uh, a great opportunity. We'll have about between 20 and 30,000 artists uh, in that group from all over the world. And if you're one of those people that's thinking, I'm alone. I'm a Christian. I'm an artist. Is there anybody else out there that's even remotely interested in this kind of thing? You will find your tribe and um, it'll be a big, big encouragement. So uh, I can give you the link and you can, you can share that and folks can just click right there. It's absolutely free. So. Absolutely. So we'll, yeah, we'll definitely push that out. Um, you know, someone handed you the keys to an art gallery. You, 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 you know, you, you pulled up your roots and went to North Carolina. So um, a lot of people would say, well, that's transformation, but transformation doesn't look like that for everybody. So, right. so when people are wondering, how can I see real transformation in my life? Um, what should we be looking for? I mean, yeah, if someone comes up to us and hands us some keys, yeah, okay, maybe we should say yes. But sometimes that doesn't happen. So, so what should we be looking for? Well, I've struggled with that for a long time. And I finally woke up to the fact that God has placed a really, really simple but powerful methodology in his word in Romans 12, 2, that shows you exactly how transformation happens in your life. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. That is, don't think like everybody else thinks. Don't do life like everybody else thinks and does. But what? Be transformed or fundamentally changed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. I began to realize that in order for me to to experience life differently, I had to begin to align my beliefs, 
and my thoughts with God's word as opposed to only my experience in order to see the kingdom begin to manifest in my life. I have these, I always think about it like this, you know, our calling is to see and agree with heaven, right? You know, we're, we're to see and agree with all that God's doing in our life and, and in the world. And all of a sudden there will be those things that are like, Hey, that's for me. Like, yeah, that's like, I'm, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the juice on that. Like that, that thing that God showed me right there, that's for me. I'm going to say yes to that. As I do, as I bring that into my heart and I allow that to, you know, begin to, to form in my imagination, all of a sudden those thoughts and those in that imagination begin to turn into beliefs, right? Because thoughts over and over and over turn into beliefs, beliefs then turn into what actions, actions turn into the fruit of our life. And so if you don't like the life that you're experiencing right now, trust me, it's not because God's mad at you. It's not because you've done something wrong. It's not because you're beyond God doing whatever in your life, I would almost guarantee 99.9% of the time is because you've not learned how to renew your mind to the truth of God's word. Most of us just allow any old thing to run through our mind and to IMAX on the, the screen of our, our mind. We, we don't realize that our heart is like a garden. So every thought that comes in is like a seed. And so when the Bible says, take every thought captive <laughs> and look at it and say, thought, now listen here, are you, are you coming from the Lord or are you coming from woundedness? Are you coming from the Lord or are you coming from the enemy? Are you coming from the Lord or are you coming from something that's trying to destroy me? And whether or not you plant that seed, all right, is a huge, huge uh, factor in whether you're going to see the kingdom of God begin to manifest in your life. And so I just got really, really um, focused and passionate in my own life about cultivating the garden of my heart and mind. And as I did, I realized, oh my gosh, life as I knew it completely changed. Uh, now I'm seeing the kingdom of God show up in my life as opposed to all this wounded and fear, wounded and fear, anxiety, confusion, frustration, all the stuff that, that seemed to plague me for years, even though I love Jesus and was trying my best. Mm, mm. This is such a perfect segue is a question that I like to ask. And we are talking during Christmas week. Most people are going to hear this or maybe see this um, in sometime in January, right? But Christmas is a hard time for people. And I, I know in my family and in my friendships, um, there's, it's a hard time, especially this year. And I think a lot of people do wonder sometimes, is he there? Does he love me anymore? Is he mad right. at me? So can you describe a time when you were just simply overwhelmed by the love of God? Even if it didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... I think back just a couple of years ago when my mom passed away, um, my mom moved up here from Atlanta after being in Georgia for 74 years and uh, finally made a move up here with us. Um, she moved up here in, Oct in October. By June that year, um, she started having physical issues. And by the end of that summer, we realized she was in stage four bone cancer and she was gone by September 30th. I mean, it wow. was like, what? I mean, you know, just one of those things like, out of the blue. And in the middle of that, you know, in the, in the, in the past couple of years since, um, everybody's been like, well, how are you doing all that? You know? And yeah, it's been difficult, you know, to walk through the grieving process is a, is an interesting animal in itself, you know, oh, yeah. I have to, I have to tell you that, um, 
having walked through that with mama and at the same time being so focused on renewing my mind, the truth of God's word, um, when those thoughts and feelings come up of, you know, God did this, God should have healed her. It didn't happen the way you thought it was all the, you know, all the junk. Cause we all have that stuff. It's just trash. that's coming through in our mind. That stuff didn't take hold of me. It did not take root inside of me. I was able to say and feel this intense love of God in the middle of that process and say, you know what? I'm feeling this right now, but just because I'm feeling this does not mean that it's true (laughs) and does not mean that it's God's best for my life. I'm going to choose at this point to believe the truth of God's word, not what seems like the truth of my experience or what I'm feeling or sensing right now. I love that you say choose. We always talk about choose joy. And I always tell people, I'm not trying to be flippant. I understand you're going through pain and grief, but it is a choice. Yeah. I mean, we we can choose to have those, as you say, those feelings and let those feelings take root. But you knew where those feelings came from. They were not from him. That's right. They were from they were from the enemy. Right. So. So, yeah, I love that you say choose because it is a real choice. It's a real, physical, tangible choice that we can make. Is it hard? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. It can be it can yeah. be devastating sometimes, but it is something that we have to do. And I think, you know, for I think in that sense in particular, but anytime you're dealing with something really life dominating, like grief process or whatever it is, loving yourself in the middle of it and giving yourself permission to cry, giving yourself permission to, you know, to to do the things. But I think there's a difference in being present with real feelings and and being overwhelmed by the lies that want to attach themselves to those real feelings. And, you know, it's, it's okay to grieve the loss of a loved one. Um, it is not okay to have all that fear, anxiety, confusion, depression, all of that. It is not okay to just allow that to enter into my head, um, you know, in any old manner and take up residence. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> and, um, and I think, you know, lest anybody says, well, God, you know, Matt, you're so strong, you know, I'm glad you can do that. That's also why God puts us in families and God, why God puts us in communities, because at the times that I can't do that by myself, God's put me in relationship with other people where I can go run to them and say, you know what? This really sucks today. I'm having a hard, hard time. I don't get this. And they can remind me of who God says I am. (laughs) They can remind me of God's promises over my life and kind of, kind of help to shake me back. Um, That's the power of this podcast and the power of of podcasts and and all the things that we do as content creators. It serves just to kind of that little shake, that little loving reminder that says, Hey, you don't have to stay in the same situation that you've been in. There is, you know, change is possible. We've all been there, but we can all choose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that leads me to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome, which I feel, yeah, which, which I have felt and I still feel sometimes. So I've been a communicator, former journalist, communicator all my life, um, decided, you know what, I have not used the gifts, the natural gifts that he's given me right. for his honor, for his glory. Um, but what story do I have to tell? Is my story as important as someone else? You know, because, because I wasn't, you know, treat it like this, or because I didn't go through this, or I did go through this, is it, is it, is it more important or worse than, or, I mean, all of that, you know, we compare ourselves um, to other people, and we can get, I really believe, imposter syndrome, and I, and I imagine creatives in particular can feel that 
in a big way. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just it's something I still fight about, you know, fight against. So um, how can we fight against that? You know, we know we have something to, that He has given us to yeah. give for Him and for in in His honor and in His glory. Um, but the enemy tells us that we're not worthy of doing that. Right. What do we do? Well, unless you know, unless you know the voice of the Lord, you will be distracted and dissuaded and confused by any other voice that's coming your way. Mm -hmm. That is the main issue, I think, with with most people who deal with imposter syndrome is that they've not gotten used to knowing the difference. They're not cultivated knowing the difference between God's voice and any other voice that doesn't is not sounding like God's voice. Well, how do we know God's voice, man? Well, we know God's voice through his word, right? We yeah. know God's word. We, we know his voice through the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. I, I love Mark Verkler who wrote, um, you know, here a seminal book on, it's called Hearing God's Voice. And he said, God's voice sounds like um, the, the, the thoughts that light on your heart as you're focused on Jesus. I love that. You know, as I'm, as I'm focusing on Jesus, as I'm in prayer and worship, I don't try to judge things. I just write them down. I just mm-hmm. am listening, listening, listening. I'm listening for things that that agree with God's calling on my life, that agree with my design, that agree with the season that I'm in, that agree with his word and his ultimate, you know, uh, calling in, in the earth. And I also agree with the fact that God wants me to succeed more than I want to succeed because he's the one that set this whole thing up anyway. And right. so I have, I have, let go of <laughs> jettisoned from me this idea that I'm going to miss God, that I'm going to mess it up, that I'm going to screw it up. I am a son. I am not a slave. I'm a son of God and God is my father and the Holy Spirit is my guide and the, and the witness that lives inside of me, his kingdom and his fullness lives inside of me. And so that's how I operate. And so when you, when you do the work, and again, this is what I was this is the, the tip of the iceberg of renewing your mind and aligning your heart with the kingdom that we talk so much about in the mentoring program. But when you're doing that, all of a sudden, when the imposter syndrome comes in from a friend, from a family member, from a, just a lie of the enemy, from a, a self-doubt, whatever it is, it immediately is like, bing, 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 bing. This does not compute. This does not sound like the Lord that I know. This does not sound <laughs> like Jesus. It's kind of like, you know, people that or at the bank in order for them to to be able to find counterfeit money they have to be with real money all the time all the time they know what it feels like smells like how it folds how it crumples and immediately when you put a fake bill in there they can spot it boom mm-hmm. that's how it is with us we've got to know god's voice and know his design for our life and know the vision that he's given us so in in, in intimately Mm-hmm. That when anything else comes up, we can immediately recognize it and put it to bed. And uh, I call it, I have a little three, three part thing I say, recognize, replace and reinforce, recognize the lie, replace it with the truth of God's word, and then reinforce that every time the enemy wants to come and bring it back again. Mm, love it. Love it. And we have a model. We already have Hello. a model. We have Jesus who, <laughs> you know, the good shepherd who who knows the voices and knows the voices of every single one of his sheep 
and would go and find that lost one and would leave the other ones behind. So yeah, yeah. I say that now, you know, do I still struggle with it? Sure. Um, but yeah, but I, but I know that my father, he's such a good, good father. And I know that my Lord and savior is, is there for me. And, um, it's all there in his word. Like you said, for sure, for sure. That's right. And appropriating that for us, I think that's the key. It's, it's when that comes, you can't just let it run over you. You can't just let it, you can't just sit there and meditate on that for the next three hours or three days or three months. You got to take it and you got to say, nope, I'm not going to receive that. I'm replacing this with the truth of God's word. And I'm going to re I'm going to reinforce that in my life. And literally I was just on an episode the other day with a, a neurosurgeon neuroscientist on our, on our podcast. And we were literally talking about neuroplasticity. And when you do that, that literally changes the pathway in your brain mm-hmm. so that your brain and your emotions literally begin to look for new solutions that line up with the new truth that you are um, saying that you believe and coming as you're coming out of agreement with the old. I mean, it literally changes your brain chemistry. I mean, think about that. That's why this process of renewing the mind is so foundational. It literally changes your brain chemistry. Um, it's so powerful. So powerful. So powerful. And and that's why mentorship is so powerful too. It is. Um, because sometimes we do find ourselves in a rut. And I think sometimes we find ourselves just unable to clear our mind. Um, that my mind is always swirling. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of creatives are like that. Oh yeah. But you but you've got you've got to clear your mind so that you can um spend time with him, spend time with his word in prayer. That is hard for a lot of people to just to just really clear out all that stuff. And you can't renew your mind, I think, if you are not able to do that. And so renewing the mind important, mentoring, um, having someone who is able to help you. Uh, in that, and from a Christian perspective, from a kingdom perspective, so important. There's a lot of mentors out there, a lot of business mentors out there. They're, you know, they're really great. But I think we have to have someone who is able to look at it as you do from a kingdom perspective. Yeah, because, you know, I think one of the things that, (laughs) because there's, are so many people out there, you know, mentoring people in marketing and business and all that sort of thing. There are a lot of great strategies and techniques that you can do. And we teach them all day long and that sort of thing. But for us as believers, the key underneath all of that is, you know, number one, uh, is this the Lord for me at this time? How do I recognize that? And how do I walk in that? Number two, where's the line between me being diligent in the things that God's called me to uh, and, and learning my craft and learning strategy versus getting a mammon mentality and getting out there striving and folks that I mean, hello, you know, this is a, it's a big, big deal. And a lot of people think, Oh, I can just slap Jesus on it or, you know, and call it a Christian business or whatever it is. No, you, again, that's why renewing your heart and mind and knowing where you are with the Lord and coming from that perspective is so, so key because what I found is when you will get your heart and mind healed and aligned with the truth of God's word, there is an accelerating factor that will happen in your life and in your art and your business and whatever it is that God's called you to do that you could never have planned. Uh, it is the same factor that happened with the, the five loaves and fishes, right? The little mm-hmm. boy brings what he's got, <laughs> And with with a basic belief that says, you know what, 
I think you could use this. I think you could do something really incredible with this. And Jesus is like, yep. And he brings the whoosh. And uh, that's what we try to connect people with in, uh, you know, in the, in the mentoring program is not just the practical tools, but also how do you combine that with walking in the spirit so that you can, you can offer your diligent plans, you know, cause the Bible says what man plans his way, but the Lord orders his steps. So it's mm. our job to plan, prepare, do all of that. But then as we do, and as we give that to the Lord, he's the one that brings the acceleration. He's the one that orders our steps. And that's, that's when it gets fun. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. Okay. So everybody definitely <laughs> need to check out the, <laughs> the, the, the January 18th. Uh, it's, it's, it's from the 18th till the end of the month and we'll get you the link, but is it, is it through your Facebook group? Absolutely. You can go to our Facebook page, the thriving Christian artist, uh, or you can, I'll give you a link so you can have it in the show notes, but it's called yep. artist rise up, uh, as a masterclass and art challenge. And, um, if you just put artist rise up in my name out there, you'll, you'll find it. So he's all, yeah, he's, he's all over social media, go and like his page, check that out. Um, this has been delightful. Thank you so Absolutely. much for being here. I've learned a lot. And um, I know a lot of people have too. So we really appreciate and appreciate your time. My pleasure. Glad to be here. You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host, Yvette Walker. And thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website, PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy see our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo. We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now.